We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 4.35, 25 minutes now in front of 5 o'clock here at News Talk, E3O, WCCO. It is a sports Saturday. We get started on our first Twins Magazine show of the season ahead of Game 2 of the 2021 campaign. It'll be the Twins and Brewers from American Family Field. Jose Barrios will be on the mound. Twins try and bounce back from a 6-5, 10-inning loss on opening day Thursday. Kent Maeda struggled a little bit. Uh... A big two-run home run for Byron Buxton. And really, the big story out of the game was the fact that Josh Donaldson had to leave the game in the first inning, a hamstring problem. And we learned today from the Twins that they've placed third baseman Josh Donaldson on the 10-day injured list, retroactive to April 2nd with a mild right hamstring strain. Of course, he has suffered from calf troubles in the past. But uh, he is on the 10-day injured list. Brent Rooker has been called up from the taxi squad. He appeared in seven games for the Twins in 2020. Twins and Brewers coming up tonight. Our pregame show with Chris Atterbury at 5.30. And then Corey Provis and Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play here on the home of the Twins. Well, on the magazine show, you're going to hear a lot of feature interviews, what's going on behind the scenes at Target Field, what's going on with the Twins Community Fund, and we're going to do all of that on our season premiere show today. Uh, A little bit later on, we're going to find out about all the festivities uh, for the home opener on April 8th against Seattle. Uh, Matt Hoy, Senior Vice President of Operations for the Twins, will talk about getting Target Field ready for fans here in 2021. And we'll get an update on the great work of the Twins Community Fund and what's in store in 2021 for the Community Fund from Stephanie Johnson. But we're going to start with the guy who's getting the field ready for the 2021 season. Larry DeVito joins us. And, Larry, good to visit with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Larry, I, I would think from a head groundskeeper perspective, this has been an almost perfect spring. Would you agree? It really has. Uh, since 2010, this would be the second easiest. 2012 was uh, really warm where it was 80 on St. Patrick's Day. But other than that, this is probably the second easiest, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you, you haven't had to deal with you know, a lot of snow removal problems. I, I, I'm sure you still had to warm the field up. Tell us a little bit about that. If fans aren't familiar, there is a system that allows you to warm the ground underneath Target Field. Yes, all of the grass and the infield dirt, the mound and the plate are all under a heating system with five zones. And uh, we've been able to run it just a hair lower than, than some other years, so... 
uh, kind of pushing temperatures in the mid-50s, and then during a day like this, they get up into the low 60s, and usually a surface temperature around 58 degrees is what will get bluegrass to go. Um, So we've had a lot of good sunny days, and um, it's worked out really well so far. And it's been relatively dry. I'm sure you've had to put water down already, Larry. We have, yeah. It, it's been extremely windy, um, and, and <laughs> so uh, that, that's that's a little different. You know, the heat takes a little moisture out of the ground in itself, and then with the wind, we have have had to water. Yes. Yeah, and, and tell us about your crew because you, you certainly don't maintain the playing surface on your own. No, no, not there's, there's a, a great group of us. Uh, my assistants, uh, Jared Alley and, and Tyler Carter, work incredibly hard. Um, but yeah, a group of us, um, you know, we're getting the bullpens ready. Reed Olson on our crews and, uh, redoing the bullpens for, for the spring and Al Keener works on our mound. Um, just, just a lot of little things going on uh, at the ballpark this week and today. Even our, our, our signage partner, Vomella, has been, uh, finishing up outfield signs today, doing great work. Um, so just a real productive week for us here. Yeah, and Larry, I, I know you you got to be excited as anyone to show off all the hard work of your crew uh, on opening day and say, hey, here's what we did. It, it really is extraordinary, the, the, the technology and the ability to get the, the playing surface in such tremendous shape in early April here in Minnesota. Really, it, it's it's amazing to have the technology for us to do to do what we can. Uh, but the other thing is the sun. You know, uh, solar radiation is really what drives grass to grow, and uh, you need that that sun angle to get up, and you need nice sunny days, and, and we've had that, so we're very fortunate. Yeah, and I suppose you're just grinning ear to ear on a day like today and an Easter Sunday where we're going to have temps in the 70s and plenty of sunshine. That that's got to make your job even easier. It's been great, yeah. We'll we'll get a little rain midweek, and then we'll get through that and be ready to play. Yeah, and then how much work do you need to do to, to the dirt part of the infield? How does that survive the winter? Is that generally uh, year in and year out pretty consistent and doesn't take a lot of work? Uh, it does take a lot of work. Uh, we oh, have wow. Our, our, yeah, our friends from uh, Minnesota Sodding Company have a, a laser grader. They came in and touched it up, helped me out with that. Uh, we... You know, you, you're getting the edges right. I was, you know, nail dragging the dirt again this morning. Um, the, the dirt's very touchy. So um, once you get past the point where it, it's freezing at night, um, it, it's pretty reasonable to work with. But uh, it, that's that's a big part of what we do. And, and we have to react day to day to the, the climate and, and the conditions. I know pregame you spray a lot of water on it. Are you doing that every day, uh, even even as you get the entire surface, are you putting water down on the infield dirt? Yes. The, the pregame watering is the least amount of water we put on. Uh, oh, wow. To say a half hour or so after a game, say after a day game, uh, I'll be putting it to the point where it's puddles. Um, you really want the water all the way through the soil um, to, to keep it from getting too hard um, because of the clay content in the infield mix. So, we put an awful lot of water on it right after the game, and then uh, for a night game around around 1 p.m., we'll give it a good soak as well. And then the pregame watering is just a touch-up. All right. And then uh, how many times have you had to mow already, Larry? Uh, probably eight. <laughs> wow, really? <Yeah. laughs> well, I fertilized that... on March 20th, so <laughs> it's growing a little bit, yeah. 
So, and, and tell us a little bit about that with, with the mowing. Do you, do you, how often do you mow once you get in, you know, to the meat of the season? Is it is it a couple times a week? Is it every other day? What's the schedule look like? We prefer to do it every game day just to clean up the cleat marks and, and keep oh, the wow. cut consistent for the players. And then when they go out of town, it's usually every other day, probably four times a week. Well, Larry, it, 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 an amazing job by you and your crew. I've I've uh, seen some photos already, and it looks like in mid-season form. Congrats on that. Thank you very much. All right. Well, there he is, head groundskeeper Larry DeVito, joining us here on the Twins Magazine show. Always good to visit with him uh, before the start of a season because th- this has been a good spring, and as he said, probably the best since the 2012 season. As far as when they had, what, 80 degrees on St. Patrick's Day. That's really interesting. So great great year to get uh, the fields ready. And I think that bodes well uh, for the colleges and the high schools that want to get out and play baseball and softball as those spring sports get started. But that's certainly good news at Target Field for the opener coming up on April 8th. And it looks like the weather is going to cooperate. We may get a little rain in the lead-up to, but it looks like opening day, should, should be pretty good with uh, highs in the 50s for the opener at Target Field. Speaking of the opener, we're going to find out more about what's planned for that April 8th. Matt Hudson, uh, Twins Senior Manager of Business Communication, will give us the lay of the land. Always a ton of great events. And then still to come, after the news at 5 o'clock, uh, we're going to visit with uh, Matt Hoy, and he is uh, the Vice President in charge of operations for the Minnesota Twins, and they got to get the ready ball uh, the ballpark ready for the return of fans, but still uh, with COVID nineteen protocols in place. So Matt Ahoy scheduled to join him before the end of the program. Stephanie Johnson from the T- Twins Community Fund. It is the Twins and the Brewers game two of the three game season opening series on the way. Chris Atterbury at 5.30, Corey Probus, Dan Gladden with the first pitch at 6.10. Jose Barrios will be on the mound. It is 4.45. This is the Twins Magazine Show here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. 11 minutes now in front of 5 o'clock. Twins Magazine Show ahead of our pregame at 5.30 with Chris Atterbury. Corey Provis, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Game two of the season coming up from Miller Park. Jose Barrios on the mound. Twins trying to bounce back after a 6-5 opening day loss to the Brewers in 10 innings. Uh, By the way, Josh Donaldson plays on the 10-day injured list. Uh, He has a mild right hamstring strain. Uh, They have recalled Brent Rooker from the taxi squad. Twins and Brewers tonight. Here on the home of the Twins, News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Home opener coming up. It'll be April 8th against Seattle, 310 start. 10,000 fans in the ballpark. And Matt Hodson joins us. And Matt, good to visit with you. And uh, here we are, another Twins season, and the fans are coming back. They are indeed, and it's good to hear you too, Steve. And you said it best. The fans are coming back. We're uh, we're getting the heart and soul of Target Field back. You know, um, as we all saw last year, when when the fanless environment, uh, really, our fans—they're what makes baseball great. Without them, it's just a uh, Target Field is an empty building. The team is just a collection of guys wearing the same uniform. The fans will bring it all together. We give it life, and, and we're ecstatic to, to welcome ten thousand back this Thursday, really, for our home opener. And 
by the way, coming up following the news and weather break at 5, we're going to visit with Matt Hoy about all the work being done to make sure that everybody's safe when the fans come back to Target Field. So we look forward to kind of that behind the scenes on, on what's changing at the ballpark and how people uh, should should plan their, their trip to Target Field this spring, summer, and fall. Matt, on to opening day. Always a lot of work goes into opening day. And this year is no exception, and there's just a lot of great things going on uh, leading up to the game, for sure. There really is. You know, we're we're going to take advantage of the the fact that uh, this is a huge moment, not just for the Twins, but for the city of Minneapolis and for the state. It's the largest outdoor gathering here in the state in in over a year. Uh, So we're really going to have a celebration of of baseball, community. Um, We're going to take some time to acknowledge some of the folks that have helped us get through this past year and get us here. Uh, our, our ceremonial starting lineup will be nine educators from around Flint territory. Those, those folks that have, that have kept our schools going during the midst of all this will honor a uh, 3M frontline hero. And uh, then, you know what, We're, the focus will turn to baseball. We're going to take a moment to, uh, to actually look back before we look forward and, and kick off our 30th anniversary celebration of the 1991 World Series champ by bringing Ron Garnier back throughout the first pitch, which uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun for folks to see. Yeah, a lot of other great elements uh, as well. Uh, and there's nothing quite like uh, opening day. And I, I remember my mom and dad and brother and I uh, were at the first opening day at Target Field at, when, when the ballpark opened, and I guess I'll never forget that moment. And the the photo of us together is 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 really cherished. Uh, opening day is unique. Looks like the weather from here is going to cooperate, and that's certainly a good thing. And we talked to Larry Devito in the program, and uh, the the field really looks great. The field looks fantastic. I mean, and, and yeah. Larry, him and his crew, they're the best in baseball. I'll, I'll put that down right now. They're the best in baseball. All the different elements they have to deal with. But, and really, our field has been looking like you could play a game on it from the day we took the turf off about uh, three, four weeks ago. It's looked pristine. And, and uh, give Larry and his crew a, a month like we've had, and, and he's got it ready to roll. And the ballpark looks absolutely beautiful. And i got to tell you, just last week I spent some time just walking around. and It's cathartic to, to be there and the sun was coming down on me and, and knowing that, in a very short amount of time, there's going to be 10,000 Twins fans in there yelling and cheering again. And, you know, the opening day obviously didn't go the way any of us wanted to, but uh, anybody watching that game had to get some chills hearing the, the, the roar of the fans again. Uh, and even when Travis Shaw lined the, the game time hit, as, as devastating as that was, that roar of the crowd was unmistakable. And I can't wait to hear our fans do that come Thursday. Yeah, one of the other things, a couple of things I wanted to bring up uh, about opening day that, that'll be certainly unique. Our, our very own Dave Lee, host of the morning news for so many years, is going to be retiring this spring. And he, he's going to be a part of the ceremony as well. And, and I, I can hardly wait for that. The twin starting lineup will be read by Dave. Absolutely. You know, Dave is, is he's iconic. He's part of, uh, he's synonymous with Twins territory, and, and to have him uh, be able to, to read the starting lineup for us at our home opener, the, one of uh, several ways we can we can think of to give him this fitting send-off that he deserves here before he retires, and uh, that'll give him a little extra special something to the starting lineup that day. 
And uh, another one I wanted to bring up for sure is uh, a pregame tribute to uh, people that we've lost, including yeah. bench coach Mike Bell, uh, longtime Twin Cities broadcaster uh, Tom Hanneman, who many of us knew very, very well. And then, of course, uh, a legend of the Minnesota sports scene, Sid Hartman. Absolutely. It's um you know, it's it's something we do every year before our home opener. It's, it's pause for a moment and, and remember those we've lost. And um, every year, it's every year it's a difficult time, but this year it feels even more so. Um, uh, with all the folks that, that we've lost to, to COVID, um, to Tom Hanneman, just a, a wonderful person. Um, Sid, legend. What can you say about? I mean, yeah, Led, uh, yeah I, I, we're still. I think we're still shocked that Ted's not going to be there with us. Um, and, and of course, Mike Bell. Um, Mike was only with the Twins organization for for a little over a year, but his impact is immeasurable. Uh, we're blessed that he was part of the Twins family, and he always will be. His impact will live on in all of us, not just with the team on the field, but um, uh, the positive way that that he interacted with each and every one of us as a model. Well, uh, Matt, uh, good to visit with you. It's a great lineup for opening day. Looks like the weather is going to be good for opening day, April 8th at Target Field. Thanks so much for the time, and hopefully we can visit again soon. I look forward to it, Steve, and uh, hopefully we'll be coming home 5-1. and one. So uh, let's get a good win during the night. Yeah, uh, Twins bounce back behind Jose Barrios uh, tonight. Twins lost a heartbreaker. They had a 5-2 lead. Byron Buxton, a long home run in the opener. And then uh, the Brewers roar back, win it 6-5 to five in 10 innings. Twins and Brewers tonight from American Family Field. Our pregame show with Chris Atterbury, a lot of great stuff lined up there. And then Corey Probus and Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. And then a Sunday matinee to wrap it up. Then it's on to Detroit uh, for the Twins before they come home to take on Seattle on the 8th. And speaking of what's coming up, on our Twins Magazine show today. Matt Hoy, Senior Vice President of Operations for the Minnesota Twins, will talk about changes you'll see when you come through the gates at Target Field, or actually changes you'll see when you enter the gates at Target Field and that game day experience as the club gets ready for the return of fans starting opening day and continuing. And hopefully uh, the uh, guidelines will allow that attendance to grow to where at some point, maybe in the 2021 season, we'll see a sellout at Target Field. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right, we've got the news and more. The Twins Magazine Show coming up right here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is 5.08, season premiere of the Twins Magazine Show on a Saturday. Chris Atterbury is standing by with our pregame show at 5.30 today. And then the Twins and the Brewers tonight, Corey Provis, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. It'll be game two of the season. Twins dropped the opener 6-5 in 10 innings on Thursday. They had the day off on Friday. And uh, you may have heard a moment ago, uh, the Twins announced they placed third baseman Josh Donaldson on the 10-day injured list with a mild right hamstring strain. Brent Rooker was called up. Jose Barrios will start the game tonight for the Twins, and you'll hear them all right here on News Talk E3OWCCO. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about opening day early in the show. Larry DeVito about getting the field ready, and it sounds like it is good to go. They could play today. And then, of course, Matt Hudson about all the opening day plans. But what about getting the ballpark as a whole ready? 
And uh, the man who leads that push, Matt Ahoy, is Senior Vice President of Operations for the Minnesota Twins, joins us. And uh, Matt, another season is here. I hope you're doing well. Well, thank you, Steve. I am, and I'm very excited to get things rolling here on uh, Thursday. The uh, ballpark is, is in great shape, and obviously, as you heard from Larry, the field's doing well. We did have a few hiccups with that uh, two-week cold snap and had some pipes that uh, froze up a little bit, but all that stuff's been repaired, and we're, we're ready to go. And, and I know, Matt, that there's a lot to do because not only uh, do you have to put the ballpark to bed in in the fall, but you got to wake it up in the spring beyond the field. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to be winterized, but also getting ready for the return of fans. And I know everyone around the organization, Twins fans everywhere, are excited to be able to get back to Target Field. Well, and we're excited to have them. We did uh, we did do a few extra things this year. You know, obviously, draining the building down and everything was was certainly a normal function. But we changed out as many of the fixtures as we could to be touchless, and um, all the restrooms and, and all the different facilities around the, the stadium have all been completed. There, we've added some uh, I'll call them protective coverings at the front of the concession stands that will not only provide some some safety as it relates to COVID but we'll also be able to use those uh, when we have the Winter Classic here. And, uh, you know, that will create a little bit warmer environment for the workers in those concession stands. But for the summer here, it's going to be a good protection from COVID. Yeah, and I I know fans, uh, from the moment they they get to one of the entrances to Target Field, will notice some changes. And and I'm sure, Matt, there was a lot of planning in the offseason with the idea that at some point in 2021, uh, fans would be allowed back into the ballpark. And we learned that will happen on opening day. It is a sellout. And uh, hopefully uh, the the guidelines will allow more and more fans to come into Target Field. But there were a lot of operational changes inside the ballpark, weren't there? Yeah, we, you know, from the moment you walk up to the ballpark, you'll notice that we've basically opened up every other turnstile location. And uh, we've got distancing markers. We were going to a no-bag policy, um, which, you know, basically will hopefully expedite the process of people getting in, but also kind of minimize the touch points that our our security staff will have with our customers. And then the same thing at concessions. We're, we're working with a, a company called Venutize, and through the ballpark app, fans will be able to order all kinds of concessions items directly from their seat and be directed to where they can pick it up and, and when it will be ready. Wow. Um, and that that'll be a, a unique experience uh, in itself. What, what what about seating? How are, how are you going to manage the seating to make sure that people stay distance? I know there'll be ten thousand and Target Field seats close to to forty thousand. How did you manage that and get it set up? Well, we we did the same thing we did in Fort Myers. We we zip tied all the chairs that are not sold, and uh, in, in Fort Myers it it really really worked well. I will admit I joined that group for one evening of, of, of putting on the zip ties, and after bending down for about 300 seats, I realized that I'm not necessarily cut out for zip tying, but we literally have zip tied every seat into place that will not be sold, and we're just hoping that as we continue our dialogue with the governor's office and the Minnesota Department of Health, that we'll be able to expand beyond 10,000 fans, and then we will be uh, we'll be probably redoing some of those zip ties, but... Uh, Patrick Forsland, our senior director of guest services and uh, 
his staff um, pretty much got out there with a couple hundred people and, and knocked it out just lickety-split. They did a great job, and we're ready to go. And, and I would assume uh, things like uh, mask policy or a face-covering policy will, will be in effect for, for fans at Target Field. Absolutely. From the time you come onto the property, um, anywhere in the concourses, anytime you're moving around, um, or even in your seats, we are asking everybody to mask up, and, and let's all work together to beat this thing. Yeah, and it, what's so interesting is is Major League Baseball uh, got got a, a jump start on this on on how things work uh, with with the playoffs, and then ultimately the World Series, where where fans were allowed uh, down in, in Arlington, Texas. I, I I suppose that that knowledge was was spread around to all the clubs in the major leagues. Yeah, we typically um, have monthly communication with with Major League Baseball Central Office and then all the other teams. But uh, you know, there are a number of us that have been in the game in the game for a long time, and uh, actually, we've got a group of us. I'll call them old timers that get together every Wednesday at noon and talk about best practices and and what we've learned and, and in our individual operations. And then, obviously, everything that was done in, in Arlington was shared league wide. Um, Matt Hoy joining us, by the way, is Senior Vice President of Operations as they get Target Field ready for opening day on April 8th and uh, the return of fans. And by the way, you'll hear them all here on the home of the Twins, News Talk, A3O-WCCO. And Matt, I, I'm sure there's a lot of excitement. There, there are a lot of longtime employees of the Minnesota Twins, I think, as security and ushers and concession workers and all those people that really enjoy being a part of the game day experience. And they've got to be excited to get back to the ballpark. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you, it, the uh, before the first spring training game, uh, Dave St. Peter and I were walking around through the concourse and just listening to all the staff catching up with each other. And, you know, everybody was so happy to see each other and that the smells of the ballpark and the sounds and everything. It was just fantastic down there, and I'm sure we're going to have the same situation up here because, you know, frankly, our, our staff is one great big family, and uh, a number of them have been with us, you know, going back to the Metrodome days, but uh, everybody's excited to get things going, and I, I just can't wait for Thursday. Well, Matt, good to visit with you, and once again, uh, happy opening day. And looks like the weather is going to cooperate. The field's in great shape. Uh, target fields are ready to go uh, for the 2021 season. Thanks very much, Steve. All right, there he is, Matt Ahoy, Senior Vice President of Operations for the Minnesota Twins, and tons of opening day festivities and tons of opening day coverage starting uh, with the morning news, uh, continuing all day until uh, the pregame show at 2.30, first pitch at 3.10. Speaking of our pregame show coming up tonight, Chris Atterbury at 5.30, Corey Provis and Dan Gladney do a phenomenal job with all the play-by-play tonight. And it'll be Jose Barrios on the mound as the Twins try and uh, get game two of this three-game set with the Brewers at American Family Field. Uh, the Twins dropped the opener 6-5 to five on Thursday in 10 innings. Randy Dobnak took the loss. Ken Tamayeda, the start, didn't have his best stuff. Byron Buxton, a long two-run home run. But maybe the big story out of the opener, Josh Donaldson injured, uh, tweaked that hamstring, and now he's on the 10-day injured list. Brent Rooker has been uh, called up from the taxi squad to take his place. Coming up in a moment, 
We'll visit with Stephanie Johnson of the Twins Community Fund with fans returning to Target Field. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some big events this season that help raise funds for the great work of the Twins Community Fund, and we'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is 521 Twins Magazine Show season premiere. Steve Thompson and Shaletta Brundage is our producer. Twins pregame show, Chris Atterbury at 5.30. Corey Probus, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Twins and Brewers, game two of the season. Uh, they had Friday off. Brewers came back, won the opener 6-5 in 10 innings. Uh, one of the great things the Minnesota Twins organization does is raise money for the Twins Community Fund. And Stephanie Johnson joins us on the program, and here we are. Uh, the season is underway, the home opener coming up. And I- I'm sure, Stephanie, uh, a lot of great things to come in 2021 for the Twins Community Fund. Yeah, we're excited um, about this year. You know, after last year, um, having to make a lot of pivots in our programming and things like that to um, – because of the pandemic, we're, we're excited um, for a return to a lot of our youth programs back on the ball field this year. And we're also celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Twins Community Fund this summer. And it's hard to believe 30 years of the Twins Community Fund and the great work that's been done all over Twins territory. Um, there was an event earlier this year, Virtual Twins Fest, yeah. and that kind of set the stage for for hopefully some live and in-person events and fundraiser and then ultimately things in the community because that's what the Twins Community Fund is all about. Uh, tell, tell us about the great work and things that have been done over the years and what's in the works for 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So the Twins Community Fund was um, founded in the after the 1991 World Series with the revenue that was generated from a bunch of the championship events and uh, Homer Hankey sales, things like that. And with those funds and through the years, over the last three decades, we've really focused on ensuring that every kid who wants to play baseball or softball has the access and the opportunity to do so. So we do that through a variety of programs. We have grant programs like our Fields for Kids program that helps renovate youth baseball and softball fields across the region. We have youth skills clinics um, and uh, different programming resources for kids um, of all kinds of levels. We have equipment donation programs, um, glove giveaways, uh, coaching programs and resources resources for lots of coaches and um, all kinds of stuff like that. We also have some other, um, you know, support some educational programs and have some partners. And it's really just about getting every kid who wants to play the game access to do it because we believe that youth sports helps um, make a kid's life better. So we want as many kids playing that want to. Stephanie Johnson, Executive Director of the Twins Community Fund, joining us as we set the stage for the 2021 season. And I know it's still a work in progress, but the good news is fans are coming back to Target Field. Um, Mm -hmm. What's in the works for 2021? Can you give us a sneak peek? Yeah, so 2021, you know, um, we are excited to hopefully um, get kids back on the playing field from a Twins Community Fund standpoint. So both um, our Minneapolis and St. Paul RBI leagues will be taking the field again this year. We weren't able to um, operate those programs in conjunction with the Minneapolis and St. Paul Parks last summer. Um, those leagues didn't play, but they'll be back on the field again this year. Uh, we're excited for a return, hopefully this summer, of our Twins Youth Clinics program. So take a uh, 
keep an eye out for that schedule for a um, free skills clinic um, coming to a community near you sometime this summer. Um, you know, and, and making sure I'm doing all of that um you know, safely following all the safety guidelines and things like that. But um, we think there's a, it, it'll be great. People are really eager to get back out on the playing field, just like, just like our players are, just like our fans are excited to get back to the ballpark. Kids are excited to get back on the ball field as well. And so um, we're excited to support our, um, our kids and our community as they get back on the field. And that'll include, um, you know, a lot of fun things throughout the summer. So there'll be opportunities to, um, engage our fans and people who want to help support the Twins Community Fund. We are looking for hopefully a return to some um, in-person fundraisers, uh, maybe at the ballpark, um, maybe uh, elsewhere, but um, more opportunities to come. As you mentioned, uh, Twins Fest, which is usually a big in-person fundraiser for us, we did virtually um, in January. And thanks to all the fans who tuned in and supported the Twins Community Fund. But um, we we are excited and are currently planning on um, here come June and July some in-person fundraisers and ways for us to gather together. And finally, Stephanie, how do people find out more and learn about applying for grants and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Visit us at twinscommunityfund.org. We are currently accepting applications for both our Fields for Kids program as well as our um, Junior Twins Equipment Kit program. So if your uh, youth baseball or softball organization is looking for um, help in with equipment and fields, we're currently accepting applications for that. Um, from there, that website, twinscommunityfund.org, you'll also find links to our Playball Minnesota resources, which includes a ton of things like coaching tips, um, ways to find a youth baseball and softball program in your area, um, information about our clinics program, and all of that kind of stuff. So visit us online, twinscommunityfund.org. Outstanding, Stephanie. Good to visit with you. Enjoy the beautiful weather this weekend and uh, opening day at Target Field. Yes, we'll see you out at the ballpark on Thursday. All right, Stephanie Johnson, Executive Director of the Twins Community Fund, doing outstanding work. And how about that? 30 years of the Twins Community Fund. Big thanks to all our guests on the season premiere of the Twins Magazine show. We came out of the gate with the man in charge of the field, Larry DeVito, the head groundskeeper. And the, the highlight of that, it's interesting to me, he said this has been the second easiest spring, uh, I think 2012, with 80 degrees on St. Patrick's Day, uh, was a pretty easy spring. But uh, it's been a good one to get the field ready and get the ballpark ready. Uh, big thanks as well to uh, Matt Hodson talking about all the plans uh, for opening day and the home opener at Target Field, Matt Hoy, about preparations behind the scenes at the ballpark and uh, some operational changes at Target Field for the start of the 2021 season and welcoming uh, fans back. And then, of course, Stephanie, a moment ago, Executive Director of the Twins Community Fund. Coming up momentarily, we'll have the ball game, starting with the pregame show. Chris Atterbury will set the table. Twins and Brewers, game two of the three-game set from American Family Field. The Twins will try and bounce back after that 6-5, 10-inning opening day loss. And then, of course, Corey Provis and Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play tonight. Jose Barrios on the mound. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.